Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This is episode two of the Merry Biz podcast with Dan Norris, serial entrepreneur. Welcome to Merry Biz. Get inspired to live your best life and learn what it takes to create an epic business from the world's most amazing entrepreneurs. We're your hosts, Emma and Carla Pappas. Let's get our Merry Biz on. Today, we are talking to one of our most favorite entrepreneurs ever. He's been a huge inspiration to us over the past year and he is pretty darn epic. Known best for getting shit done in seven days, mind you. He is the best-selling author of the Seven Day Startup and Content Machine books. He has an amazing online community called the Seven Day Startup Pro. He is co-founder of Black Hops Brewing. That's a place that makes beer. Plus, he is the co-founder of WP Curb, which has just hit a 1 million US dollar run rate. And yes, we are the first to announce that, which is pretty darn exciting. And for all you Aussies out there, that is around 1.4 million Australian dollars. Welcome to Mary Biz, the one and only Dan Norris. Yay. Yay. Wow, thank you for my intro. So that so that's a million dollars a year in case people are thinking like a million dollars a month, because that would be like really epic. <laughs> that would oh, be yeah. epic. But a million dollars pretty good. a year. A million dollars a year is crazy epic, Dan Norris. It is so, so good. So what we really want to know about is what you've been up to today. What's been your agenda? Oh my goodness. Um so we've got a crowdfunding campaign launching on Monday and I've got my kids all the next week so I can't do any work during the launch week. So I've been doing all of that this morning. I spent about three hours releasing a podcast about Possible for our crowdfunding campaign. So I put the podcast up. Um, I've been in the Facebook group. I had to go to the brewery because we had to do like a plan for mocking up um, like where all the tanks and everything are for the plumbers because we're anticipating that we'll get council approval today and then we need to move to the plumbing stage and the plan isn't accurate because we've moved everything around because it didn't all fit in the brewery. Um, and I've been doing my Facebook group for the seven day startup and been in there to make sure stuff is happening. And I'm also training up a VA for my personal social media to do quotes and stuff on Instagram. So I've been like making sure she knows what she's doing and organizing ideas and stuff for that. And I just made Yum. I was going to say, do you have time to eat and go to the toilet? We don't need to talk about going to the toilet (laughs) on the podcast though, do we? It's all very interesting, Dan. It's a merry And we know that. Oh, Good. What kind? with tahini and chia seeds and stuff. Oh, the Chakani. Chakani's movie, our <laughs> favourite. Awesome. And I'd stop well, putting honey in had it. definitely. Oh, good. Ooh. Lower that natural sweetener. So you've kind of had an epic day, I would say. Yeah, definitely. 
And we know that you've had a pretty epic journey through your entrepreneurship. I mean, we, we've listened to so many podcasts that talk about your eight-year struggle, but we don't really want to talk about that. What we do want to talk about is the amazing stuff that's come from it. And in the first place, like, why did you even want to become an entrepreneur? Um, I just think it would have been too boring for me to do anything else. Like the day, like I just described, is a fun day for me. You don't really get to have days like that in a job, I don't think. And you're also, you're also like, it's too predictable for me. Jobs are just too predictable. There's, there's nothing crazy exciting that's going to happen in a job. I mean, for any job that I was considering anyway, it was like a really set path, you know, like every year. Best case scenario, every year you get promoted and earn 10 grand more and um, you turn up at the same time and do more or less the same thing. It's just all too predictable and, and too certain. And I just, I just wanted a life that was a lot less certain, a lot more fun, um, a lot more challenging and potentially make a lot more impact than you would just working a job for someone. Totally. So Amazing. what totally is agree. like the craziest thing that's happened to you lately? <laughs> um. <laughs> Oh God! I don't, well, I don't think none of it's crazy anymore. I mean, starting a brewery is pretty crazy. Like a year ago, we were just talking about making beer, like as homebrew, and then we, like this year, we brewed a beer with Call of Duty. We've we went to China to find equipment and tanks. We randomly a blogger introduced us to a guy who bought a property in Burley and wanted a brewery in there, and so we've got a place there. We've we've now got this location. We're about to open. It's like. That's all, it's all crazy. I don't know. That's crazy as normal yeah, now. Totally. That That's is like, definitely crazy. It's a case <laughs> of when you follow your bliss, the doors open where there were once only wars. I mean, that's just epic. That Things come like, away. Here's a brewery. I just created it. And <laughs> with your two best friends, nonetheless, which is yeah. so fun. Yeah, crazy. I mean, I, I was 10 years ago, I used to work with Eddie and we were so bored working for the government. We used to make people coffee and sell them for a dollar, <laughs> like to our colleagues. And we, we even like named the business and like printed business cards. And we're like, we're going to start a business doing coffee because we were that bored. And then a decade later, we're actually, he just left that job and we're actually starting a business together, which is pretty cool. It's all so meant to be. awesome. So awesome. So through your whole journey, I guess, like that, as you said, it's been challenging along the way. Like what would be your number one lesson or your number one lesson at the moment? Number one lesson. It depends who for. For um, anyone wanting to start a business or to start, you know, trying to figure out what they want to do with their lives. Yes. They, they don't want to be in their normal nine to five jobs. Yeah, anymore. I think like once you sort of have uh, some sort of success as an entrepreneur, your priorities, like I think at every stage you get to, you get different priorities. So like when, when you've, if you're working for someone else, your priority really should be how do I make the most reliable, consistent, high-growth business as quickly as possible. That, that to me would be like, that would be how I'd be thinking if I was working for someone else. So I'd be trying to think about how can I build like a recurring business or like a mostly recurring business? How can I build something that I can launch really quickly and not put a whole lot of money into, not put a whole lot of risk into and in years of my life? Um, but then... Once you, once you get that, I think your priorities change because, like, once you're getting paid enough money for what you need and you've achieved, like, entrepreneur status, I guess, like, you've got a, you've got a business, you're an entrepreneur, you're making money, then, then it's, like, more about fun or, or giving back and your priorities change. You see that with entrepreneurs all the time. Like, 
guys like Zuckerberg and Bill Gates, like they make so much money that there's not really any point making money anymore and their priorities change. So I think depending on where you're at, uh, the advice is kind of different. Um, but if, if you're working for yeah. someone and you want to get into a business, I wouldn't be looking at people who are like the Mark Zuckerberg, Steve Jobs type people in terms of following like what they did to be successful because they're like the outliers. I would be thinking about the most, the least risk way you can start an ongoing consistent business that has a lot of growth potential without the risk um, that you can launch as quickly as possible and has you doing the kind of work you want to do every day. And so like that's your whole, I guess, belief system with the whole seven-day startup thing. Well, the, the seven-day startup thing came about because I I was just frustrated working for years and years on a business that really was just never any good. And it wasn't like necessarily my fault. I mean, I always felt like I was an okay entrepreneur. I just, for whatever reason, it just wasn't working. And I've worked on stuff even as late as last year that's pretty much been a complete failure. And so through all those years of like seven years, like the way my head was working was like, I should be able to figure this out. Whereas what I should have been doing was just accepting that it wasn't working and trying something else. And so the seven-day startup idea is about getting to a place where something is working as quickly as you can. And I've had a few instances where I've worked on projects that have just worked straight away, like the brewery stuff has just, what's happened with that business in a year and a half is crazy. And WP Curve was the same and seven-day startup was the same. And then I've worked on 10, 15, 20 other businesses that were completely shitty. So I think the seven-day startup thing, it's, it's more of just a philosophy where I just, I just want to take the excuse away from people, like to the point where even in the seven-day startup book, I give them step-by-step instructions on how to create a website. It's like, to me, there's yeah. no excuse not to launch something quickly. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm telling you exactly how to mm-hmm. do it. I'm saying you can do it within seven days. I'm giving you examples of plenty of other people who've done it that quickly and just trying to make it as friction-free as possible for people to just launch something and just start start to understand what customers think rather than like what what they're assuming or what other other entrepreneurs assuming. And that's I guess that's the whole thing. That was my whole lesson. And I guess I guess it turns out it's a similar like a lot of other people who feel the same way. Yeah. Totally. So that was how WP Curve started. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't called the seven day startup at the time. It was called me being desperate and having to go back and get a job because I had no money and I'd lost it all. And I had and I only had seven <laughs> days left to to build something. And so I was forced into that position. Like the only reason I didn't keep going on that agency, you know, for 20 years was because I just, I decided to sell it and start from scratch and give myself a year. And then that year ran out and that was it. There was no more time and no more money. So I was for, forced myself into that position, which is maybe not particularly smart. And I'm hoping that other people, like people doing my seven-day startup challenge, will just be able to take the advice and test it rather than putting themselves through that kind of risk and turmoil. And you mentioned your seven-day startup challenge and we are super excited to be part of it and presenting in it. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, I mean, it's just getting the community of seven-day startup people together and I've got 14 speakers from around the world who are going to do different sessions on Blab and we've got a Facebook group. There's, I think, at the moment, there's about 13, there's over 1,300 people registered for the, for the course. There's going to be two, two or three sessions a day for seven days straight. It's going to be fun. I don't know what to expect because it's, I've never done it before and I just sort of thought I'll do this thing and see what happens. And then all these speakers started saying yes and all these people started signing up and everyone's promoting it. And I was, I was thinking <laughs> I'd get 200 people registered. Now I'm like, 
over between 13 and 1400 and I think I'll get to 2000 the way it's going. Yeah. I reckon you will. Well, this podcast will is live at, as the challenge is running. Yeah. So people can still sign up because and listen to the Blab session. So where should they go to do that? Just 7daystartup.com. Okay, good. Because we want to get people on there and listening yeah. to us too. Yes, listen <laughs> to us. And we'll also put that link in our show notes as well, of yeah. course. So the seven-day startup challenge, that's something that's happening in January. But you also have the seven-day startup pro community. So where was your inspiration for creating that? Yeah. And what is it? And I also want to check, is that is that something that you created as like a form of giving back to people as well as also like monetizing your business as well? All of this sort of happened, like my philosophy now is just to follow stuff that's getting traction like that's that's all I try to do now and the the Facebook like the whole seven-day startup thing came from a blog post that got traction the seven-day startup community came from a book launch group that I put together to help promote the book which had I can't even remember maybe three or four hundred people in it that free group kept building and building and now it's up to four thousand seven hundred people I think as of today so I just kept following that traction. It's like I wasn't going to shut down the Facebook group because it was growing really well. But at the same time, it doesn't solve problems for everyone because there's so many people in there. A lot of people want to get access to me or to the other members quicker. And a lot of people want to get like a guaranteed good response to something. I know like one of the ideas I had for this was I'm a member of another community called the Dynamite Circle. As a busy entrepreneur, like when I was starting out, I was happy to go into the forums and go through and learn and take my time and all of that. But as I became like a busy entrepreneur, I just became less and less patient with forums and much less likely to dig through a forum and, and just, I think Facebook trained forums out of me and I, I'm not, I don't think I'm really capable of using them anymore. But what I liked about this, this one was it had a sidebar where you could just ask one question and I found like a lot of the more senior people in the group mm. or the people with really good established businesses or big like authority or whatever, that, they would often use the sidebar but they wouldn't use the forum. Um, and they'd use the in-person events and stuff. So like that's the kind of entrepreneur I want to attract to this community. And, and mm. no matter what level you are as an entrepreneur, I think you do still want to get quick answers to your problems from people. So the seven-day startup group is basically for the people in my broader seven-day startup community who have a business and don't mind paying an annual fee for something, which isn't much money. It's like two or $300 a year. And it's got a Slack group so you can message people instantly. And a lot of people prefer that. But it's also got a separate Facebook group where... Every thread's got a guaranteed response and we collate all of the stuff in there and put like top threads and put extra resources and stuff in there so people can get to them quickly. So that's, it's just like a, it's basically a freemium model. It's like Evernote, you have the free version, which is fine. And for most people, it's what they need. But if you're short on time and you have a bit of money and you want a few extra features, then you go the pro version. Adding that community to your entrepreneurial journey is a real game changer, wouldn't you say, Carl? Like yeah. for us personally. Yeah, well, we're part of Dan's yeah. group. And I think like just surrounding yourselves with people who are doing like completely different things but also very similar in that they have their own business and are doing their own thing is a major help. And to get that like instant um, sort response. of feedback on your idea or your your pivot in your business is so major. Yeah, totally. So, like, do you have, like, a success story, like, from your group that you could tell us about? Um, I, the, the group is not so much about, like, launching people launching projects. It's more about just people getting quick responses to things. And often it could be even people getting an idea shut down. Like, it, it could be, like, this is what I'm thinking of doing, and it could be the opposite what they should be doing mm. um, or it could be the reverse. It could be a totally new idea. It could be something as simple as like we have instances where people will post a website in there and other members will do like 
ridiculously broken down reviews of those websites. We've got guys in the group who are conversion experts and design experts. So that, that kind of stuff's happening all the time. If, if you want smart people around you, then it's a good place to be. Um, but yeah, I've definitely got heaps of really cool testimonials from the group. And yeah, so it's been really positive and it's growing really quickly as well, which is nice. I just passed 100 members, so that's cool. Okay. It's so amazing. Well, it's like when we wanted to redo our brand and then we put it in there and everyone shut it down. And we they were like, what oh. are you doing? And that, like, that was such a waste of time for us. And yeah. then we spent that doing other more important things. So like, that's just one example of how amazing it yeah. can be. We talked about Black Ops Brewing, which is kind of epic because it was just this idea that you guys came up with. And then now it's like you worked with Call of Duty, which is like one of the world's biggest games on PlayStation and now you're going to crowdfund the beer. Tell us about crowdfunding and like your um, journey through that and how it's been and your process. Yeah, well, it's going to be fun. I, I think we're going to be, if we do it, we'll be the first brewery to launch in Australia via crowdfunding, I think. Because of that, we we probably like, we were a little bit hesitant about whether or not we should do it, but we just found ourselves in a position where like we kind of need the money and we wanted to do bottled beer, which costs a bit more than we planned on. And that would be a really good reward on, on um, possible because you can do alcohol on there and it's a physical, it's a nice physical product that people can, it's like tangible. It's, it's a bit different to saying like, you know, we're making kegs of beer, please give us money. Um, like we can actually give people a carton of beer and a t-shirt and we're writing a book. Um, so, so it's cool. We, we set a goal of $10,000. It's launching on Monday. Mm. When I guess when this goes out, the campaign will still be going because it'll go from 11th of January to 8th of February. And by the time this comes out, you'll be able to tell. I think if we haven't hit our goal by the time this is out, then we probably won't hit it. So you can check out Possible and see how we're going. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are totally going to hit it. I, d- I think like my guess, maybe like day four. <laughs> Boom, hit it. That's Emma's so. prediction. I, yes. I mean, I hope there you go. <laughs> ideally, like if we get the 10 grand, then that'll more or less just cover costs for the bottling machine and the bottling process. It would be good to get more than that mm. because it'll just mean like, like we want to do it like financial reasons, but we also want to do it to build like this online community. And that's, I think, it, perhaps an even bigger opportunity to just build. If we can get like a couple of hundred people putting their money in to get behind this idea, then that's a pretty powerful thing to do. And it's going to build our list and um, build our social media and everything else. So that's sort of a big part of the reason for doing it as well. So how would you think, say, social media, how has that helped your business and also your personal business? Well, I mean, I just can't imagine that my businesses would even exist without content marketing and social media because we don't, I've never ad, never paid for advertising. Well, actually, that's not true. I have run Facebook ads and retargeting a little bit, but I haven't really done anything with paid advertising that would help me build my business really. All of my businesses have been built through content marketing and social media I consider as part of that. So with Black Ops, for example, like we've done podcasts and blogs and we've got attention for those by people who've like one like the one I said before about the blogger telling the guy who had the location. The blogger knew us well because he'd seen he was the first guy to write a blog post about our homebrew like a year and a half ago because he'd seen it on social media. So he'd written written a blog post about that. He'd shared our stuff. We'd sent him beer. He was a well-known blogger because he was doing lots of content. Um, and the guy who bought the building just I think he must have just Googled like beer bloggers and contacted him. And so he told him what we were doing and then Justin hit us up. So like that was a, like literally directly from us being on social media and, and doing content marketing that this brewery exists. And then the investors came through that as well. The Call of Duty came through that because someone who worked at the marketing agency there had 
heard of us in some way, which would have been either through press or through content or podcasts or something. So I can literally tie, like my co-founder Alex for WP Curve read one of my income reports and I met him through that. Like I can literally tie almost every aspect of my business and and other parts of my life back to my content. So <laughs> Hence cool. the book Content Machine. Yes, which we loved. And also like you introduced us to the whole term content marketing. I yeah. mean, we called ourselves bloggers before we met you and then we heard you talk at Tropical Think Tank and we heard this term content marketing. So what is the difference between a blogger and yeah. content well, I, marketing? I just think like... There doesn't need to be a difference between the two, but it's more just about how you think of yourself. And I think if, like, you can mm. think of yourself as a blogger, that's cool, and you can you can be in that blogging sort of audience. But I just think like w- all of us are entrepreneurs. Like, unless unless you're like a unless you're blogging for some other reason other than you know to build a business, which you're not. I mean, you are, but you're building a business. Yes. So, th- so that's what you're doing, which that means you're an entrepreneur. So t- so to me, like. You're a content marketer if you're doing blogging for business. Yeah. Um, and, and that puts you in a position where you can't just release content every week and like release a journal of what you're working on. It Like it has to be marketing. It, it mm-hmm. has to be like every other form of marketing. It needs to be distinguished. It needs to stand out. Um, it needs to be atten- attention grabbing. You need to put focus on how people go from consuming that content to becoming a customer it's like an entrepreneurial, you need to be experimental. Like, like as an entrepreneur, like I said before, it's, it's trial and error and working out what's working well. And that's what, that's, to me, that's the difference between someone who aligns themselves with like being a blogger versus someone who fundamentally thinks of themselves as an entrepreneur and is just using content marketing to, to build their business. So, so you blew cool. our minds. Yeah. You, <laughs> mind officially blown. So, I mean, you touched on finding your co-founder, Alex, at WP Curve. And I think we do have to touch on the epic milestone of the fact that you just reached a million dollar run rate for the year in US dollars. Um, so tell us a little bit about what WP Curve is and how you came up with the idea. Yeah, so it's quite simple. It's a monthly subscription where you pay $79 a month and you get unlimited small fixes by a WordPress developer for your site. So they fix anything that's broken. They give you advice on anything about WordPress. They can tweak little bits and pieces or install plugins or change the theme, you know, all that kind of stuff. It, it just came about like I was in that situation of desperation where I had to launch something and I knew I had to launch something quickly. I knew I had to launch something that made sense. And I did have an email list. I think I had an email list of 4,000 people at the time, um, which I built up through my content, again, tying everything back to the content. And so it needed to be something that would make sense for my email list. So I, I couldn't just go out and start. Like, like one of the ideas I wanted to work on at one point was a surfing app, but there was absolutely no chance at all I would do that in a week and it would make money. There's no chance anyone on my list would care, care about it. I just factored those things very, very quickly. Like I didn't brainstorm it or anything. I just thought like, what the hell can I launch? And I think like productized services is something like I didn't invent productized services. This is something that like agency web guys have been talking about for years and years. But it's just a matter of how you could do it in a way that was going to build a good, strong business. Like I was sick of that agency model, really sick of invoicing people, not getting paid, doing project work, having to be in a certain location, having inconsistency. Um, just that roller coaster of being a freelancer or an agency owner is something I did for, for too long and was sick of it. And so I needed to figure out how can I build like an actual growing business that, that's going to grow every month and look and feel like a startup, but do it quickly. And that's, that's what I was saying before about what do you do if you're working for someone you want to get started. That's what I think you should do. You should build something that is as close as possible to a startup 
uh, like a, a more traditional startup, like a tech startup, except do it in a bootstrap sort of way, which is to say, do it with your own money, your own hustle, as short amount of time as possible with your own skills. That's that's what I did. I did it lots of other times. It hasn't worked, and that time it did work. Yay. Awesome. So, cool. so bloody exciting. Yeah. And um, we know for 2016 that you, um, we've just read your what you're planning for the year and that you're focusing on momentum. And there was a few goals that you've put in place. And we'd love you to go through like your goal setting process just quickly. Like how did you go about setting those goals and and how do you monitor them? Yeah, because we actually want to get you back on Mary Biz to talk about goals for like a whole episode. But like give us like the the quick lowdown. Okay, well, I, I've got like frameworks for this kind of stuff that I've I've either come up with myself or I've brainstormed sometimes with you guys. Um and then yeah. <laughs> also looked at what other entrepreneurs have done. So I've got a framework for like a career goal that I track, like how I'm going overall, like what I want to achieve when I'm finished. And then I break that down into sub goals for each category. And then I break it down into every year, like what am I going to do specifically? Um, and this year, where I've gotten myself in, in trouble in the past is just getting distracted with stuff that like new stuff, which is exciting, but just doesn't really go anywhere. Um, and I've noticed that if I'm working on stuff with momentum, I just need to do so much less work for so much more reward. And so this year I'm very, very hopeful I can stick to just working on three <laughs> projects. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Yeah, but I've got 24 <laughs> goals out of those three projects and they're not insignificant goals. So, the, so yeah, all the ones I talk about, Black Ops, WP Curve and Seven Day Startup are the only three things I'm hoping that I'll be able to stay focused on those things. And then I set goals around those that I... I think are very, very ambitious that are feasible if things go well. That, that's, that's what I do for my goals. And then I get to the end of the year and sometimes you look back and think they were crazy, but I still monitor them every month, have like a monthly reminder. And then I, I literally track it in a spreadsheet, a spreadsheet with like green and orange and red to, to just work out what I should be focusing on. And then I break it down each week, like for longer term projects. So, so for example, am I talking too long? I can give you one example. No, no, keep going. So one example would be I've got a goal to do the Black Ops crowdfunding campaign and, and be the first Australian brewery to launch on crowdfunding. So for that goal, I'll break it down into like for us to achieve that, I've got a 10-week process where every week I've got a bunch of different tasks. And so say for this week, my tasks were like get the podcast out, um, get the possible page ready, all of this kind of talk to possible, write the press release. That's all my stuff for this week. And that just goes into my task list for the week. So every Monday I have a reminder that says, write your tasks for the week. I just take the one from my Black Ops 10-week crowdfunding goal and plop that in and then do the same thing from other businesses. And that becomes my task list for the week. So it all kind of ties back to like a career goal loosely. And then the challenge is just not to get distracted, which is almost impossible. That's the <laughs> biggest thing. It's like... Pretty much like how do you get off Facebook and how do you get off Snapchat and Periscope and Skype and Slack and, and everything. And and all, yeah. And phone and calls coffee. and coffee and people turning up and everything else. So yeah. Oh, it's so epic. And it's it's really good to have it like broken down like that yeah. and to know that like everyone does have like a structure and that's how you that's the best way to like achieve success, well, I think. I think know like, where you're heading. And like if you don't plan it it usually doesn't actually happen. So I think like that's a new thing for us and we've definitely seen some differences in our business. Yeah. Some good differences. It's also really definitely. motivational. Like I like to set goals that even if, like I like to phrase them in a way that would feel like you're achieving something. So 
like with the crowdfunding thing, it'd be like, well, launch on crowd, crowdfunding, that's cool. But if we're the first Australian brewery to launch on crowdfunding, then that's, that's a pretty epic thing that like sits in my achievements as something yeah. significant. And the same as when I'm writing a book, like it, it would never be just write a book. It would be write a book, get to number one in Amazon mm-hmm. for that category because that's something like that makes you a number one Amazon bestseller. And that's something that mm-hmm. you can like you can really get motivated about. Um, yeah. So and, and milestones as well, like the the one million dollar annual run rate milestone, like that's been on my list for a long, long time. And and it's something that those it's I mean, it's only one sign up more than yesterday, but it's something that when you get there, you're like, well, not that many people build a million dollar business. It's it's something that's significant. Totally. It's huge. And I wanna ask, like, how do you celebrate these epic milestones and achievements? Like what do you do? Oh, that's a good idea. Um so I've got <laughs> <laughs> I think it, it depends what it is. Sometimes I don't celebrate them. I didn't celebrate the the um one million dollar one. Perhaps I should probably should um, yet yet. Yeah, There's still yet. time to celebrate that. Yeah, w- what I normally do is set milestones where I can like treat myself to something or treat other people to something. Um, which I learned from Dwayne Alley on his speaker training. He said it's not good enough just to set goals. You need to have a reward for them as well. Um, a very smart reason why he why you do that, and I can't remember what it was, <laughs> um, because I learned way too much on that training, and I haven't I haven't been able to recall it all. But I do do that as well. I have like a career type milestones. If I get to this milestone, then I have a specific reward that I'm going to buy myself, or I'm going to buy someone else, or go on a holiday, or invest in a business, or just like whatever it is, it, it'll be something tied back to that. But that's like for really significant, big milestones. It's not for like like the 24 goals, it would be something a lot smaller. Like it might be, it might be like go out to dinner and pay for my friends or something like that. Like if I hit one of those 24 goals type thing. It's not like, it's not like buy a jet. Yeah. (laughs) Because Tony Robbins said it makes more sense to lease one. (laughs) Well, Tony knows best. Yeah, Yeah, he does. So Dan, we're nearly out of time, but we do have um, one last question for you. But first we want you to tell everybody where they can find you. Online. If I tell them Facebook, I'm never going to get off Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> tell them right. something else then. Instagram. Yeah, Instagram. Instagram, at the Dan Norris. Facebook, um, seven-day startup group on Facebook. Twitter, at the Dan Norris. Snapchat, at the Dan Norris. Periscope, at the Dan Norris. Blab, at the Dan Norris. <laughs> Not Google+. Plus. Don't be silly. <laughs> Don't um, waste your time. <laughs> and then just everywhere on the interwebs and my email, you can go to sevendaystartup.com and do the course and get my email that way. Yes. And there's just all the places. You are just all over the internet. Yeah, I, I prefer like if, if people have que- like specific questions about any of this stuff, I prefer doing it via my Facebook group. So you can just go to Facebook, put in Seven Day Startup and there's an open Facebook group there. And that's the best way to, to, to get started and to ask questions. Um, because if I can't respond to them, then a lot of people in the group can, and that just—it's just better. It's a better experience than sending an email and waiting around for three weeks and hoping for the best. Totally. Our last little question is, which I think we've t- kind of already touched on it. Like, what is your mantra at the moment? Mantra. Um, I th- my my so momentum is my my keyword for this year, but I just like yeah. I like um, just this idea of creating stuff. So most of my goals are to do with doing things, doing physical things. I'm really excited about like entrepreneurs working on physical projects, for example, or doing like tangible stuff like books or jewelry or whatever the case is. Um, and, and not like just seeing yourself as an online marketer or an inter- internet marketer. Um, 
Yeah. I, I think I think like that just actually creating stuff is what entrepreneurship is all about. So that's that's like my that's what gets me excited. Um and so that's like create is my word and momentum is also my word because if you're gonna create stuff, it's it's very unsatisfying to spend a lot of time creating stuff and not getting any reward for it. Oh, that's amazing. It has been absolutely epic talking to you, Dan. And thank you so much for taking time to spend with us on hashtag Mary's. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It's been excellent. I can't wait to listen to all of your episodes. Yay!